All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, guys, welcome back to Overtime with Nast and Riggs, episode number nine. Don't adjust your screens. He gets us a lot. He looks a lot like The Rock, but this is actually the man, PJ Stock. Thank you for joining us, Stalker. I know you get that a lot. If you had tattoos, it'd be over. Luckily, you it's have some hair. hair too. I think it, I think it's it is the hair. the hair, but the physique, like, like totally. whoa, the whoa. presence. As soon as you came on, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, uh, lighting, you know that. It's all about the angles. And yeah, yeah, right. Mirrors, I, right. I haven't been able to find a good angle for me yet, and the lighting either. Baller, get on that, bro. Uh, Stalker, what's going on, man? How are you, brother? Oh, man, life is great. I'm up in Montreal. Just probably watched one of the greatest football weekends ever. Uh, Just hockey's at it. Sports is at a good time right now. But uh, I I don't know what's going on with COVID. I think that's kind of slowing down, picking up. I don't know what's going on, but (laughs) I'm happy. I'm healthy up here in uh, Montreal. A little bit of good news, like my mom kind of had COVID. So that was like the big concern. Oh, boy. And uh, and then through it. So that's, you know, that's the world we're living in right now, right? Yeah. So now I'm happy. I'm good. Yep. Let's party. Let's go. I know. Miles looks good. Yeah, you know, I had COVID uh, last Saturday for 24 hours and a little backache, a little fatigue, and I'm good to go, stalker. So I had it over Christmas. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Your body shut down. Nah, it's a 24 to 48 hour flu, is the way we're lucky, right? right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, that's what I had, and kind of like a high fever for a night. And But uh, besides that, yeah, it's. I think it made me taller. I, you look a little Made taller. Buffer too. Yeah, you know, well, this guy's Jack. I mean, that's why do you think people think it's a rock when he comes walking around? Well, you can't go anywhere up where you're at anyway. But yeah, right. seeing you on TV and no, that, I'm on lockdown. Yeah, I know. I'm on lockdown. What a mess. It's a mess, man. You're not kidding, um, buddy. 
So, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, we appreciate you. Um, talk a little bit about, uh, I know you're up in Montreal, but I, I know you've seen kind of the the mess the Flyers are in these days. Uh, yeah. from, from what you've seen and, you know, working in TV and stuff, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, first off, it's hard, you know, when you end up changing coaches mid-year, uh, there's so many different angles you can take at this. They haven't been healthy all year. Like, yeah. haven't been healthy all year and that's the first thing because we all do comparables at the start of the season and see you know okay if we match up this line against that line we kind of thought everyone thought this was going to be a great year for philadelphia the way they finished last year the flyers the way they were going to go into this year with comparables in, in the division um and then you have you know pittsburgh take off rangers take off carolina being carolina and washington being washington but you thought Philly was going to be, and the Islanders for that matter, yeah. were going to be in that mix. And everyone was thinking we're going back to the eight, uh, eight, eight teams from the conference. Five were going to come out of that division. That's how everyone else was thinking it. And now it's just injury bug and lots of craziness, craziness in Philly. Um, but one thing it kind of, and this is, this has nothing to do with Philadelphia, but I just find it, it could have something to do with it. But it's hard when you change your coaches midterm. Um, to like get rid of everybody, but kind of keep the one lone guy left to be like, I know you were here before and it kind of wasn't working with you before. Um, but kind of, can you keep this together for the next so little, you know, can you get us back going? And like, if it didn't work really before, um, it's hard on that guy to try and win that room back over, no matter how great he is. And Mike, I I don't know, but I've heard nothing but amazing things about him. I'm just saying, when you get to the point where the players are that beaten down mentally and it costs the coach a job, it's hard to fire those guys back up. Yeah, It's hard to fire those guys back up. So Mike, who could have been in that room and trying to do it before, he still could be trying to, and the message could be better, but it's, 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 it's hard unless you almost go with complete change, a completely change where they can guys could come in and have a completely new identity, new thought process, looking at something completely new, and maybe that can rejig things. But it's hard. There's not too many teams that, you know, end up losing their coach midseason, come back by keeping someone and be like, hey, let's turn things around now and, and make a run for it. So add the injuries in. And, yeah. again, this resurgence of Pittsburgh, of Carolina, Washington, and, and New York, it's, it's been a tough division. Yeah. I, I agree with your, your, your thoughts on uh, the coach midseason. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumblings around here when, uh, when, when the coach did get fired there, A.V., and, and, you know, John Tortorella's name come up and, and Rick talking, we're we're kind of like crossing our fingers, like let's get torts in here, and you know what I mean, and and turn this thing yeah. around and light some fires, and um, you know I, I've never really seen teams do that well to your to, to your point with like an interim head coach or someone you know the the coach that's been the assistant to take over. Never really see that being ultra successful um, throughout time. So I, I I agree with that. It was kind of the same. They went on like a seven-game point streak there. You know, but a lot of winnable games coming off a 10-game losing streak, but now now they're right. back on a 12-game losing streak going into the 13th game. Yeah, 12. So, yeah 12. Yeah, tonight's, you know, they tied the 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 um, the record for a 12-game losing streak. So today... There's so uh, much talent. So much talent, yeah. yeah. You know, is this, is this the... You know, I know it's... I, they didn't want to talk about during the year, but is it finally cut course with Claude Giroux? Like, is, is this the year where... You know, you have to look at where you are. Yep. Philly has to look at where they are. They have to look at how are they going to – the Rangers are, like, going like this. All yes. right? we, they're, they're going like this. Carolina is going to go like this. Um, I, You know, Washington is kind of fluttering around there a little, but they're still 
on that upward rise. Uh, New Jersey's the youngest team in the league. They have some talent there, but I don't know, but they're still ahead of Philly. Islanders, they're well-coached. Really weird start to their season on the road and the building and all kinds of stuff. But how is Philly going to get themselves back on track? What can they go out and get to make themselves better? So many injuries. They need to do something. something. And who has value? Who has a ton of value? It's it's hard. It's hard. Like, I don't think Pittsburgh's ever going to get rid of a Malkin or or maybe a Latang or maybe a, a Crosby. But they're 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 kind of at the the edge of that runway with those, that superstar core. You don't want to get rid of them because it's a franchise. Right. But if you want to rebuild the franchise, you got to kind of move somewhat to kind of get some pieces. So it's going to be interesting what happens with Claude Giroux or or some of those big dogs there. Yeah, I think I think you're totally correct, Stalker. Um, the the thing here in Philadelphia is, um, you know, when Hexy came in, his idea was to to rebuild, and we went through those four to five years where he did. Um, he was doing that. He was not, you know, offering a lot of big contracts to, to big name players. Kind of went with the core group that we had, and then you know a lot of young guys and making deals. Traded a few players away, Braden Shen. Uh, in turn, you have Joel Farabee on this team now, so it's hard to even criticize that at all. At the time, we're like, why are we getting rid of a guy that scores close to thirty goals? But his long term goal right, was right. to have a core group of young kids come up together. Right. Um, but when you're kind of rebuild. And we did make the playoffs two out of the four and a half years he was here. Um, not with great teams, but they played hard and they made the playoffs, never got past the first round. Now you're turning a few, just a couple years later, you're saying rebuild again. You, you can't rebuild overnight, right? So I don't, in Philadelphia, it's not a, people are saying blow it up, but like you have to realize how long it's going to take. And we've been mediocre for yeah. a while now yeah. in Philadelphia. I think see, th- th- this is where I, the salary cap kind of ruins it. You know, everyone loves the salary cap because we're all on the same playing field, but this is what makes it so hard. You know, you're, you're, you can't turn things around. It's it you to rebuild it. You have to, it goes back to the draft. You got to read. Teams with money and teams that help drive the revenues in this league. And those are the teams that I think the league needs to be successful. And if they're willing to, I, I think there's a certain window where there could be somewhat of a luxury tax. I'm not saying like baseball where it's ridiculous, where teams like mm-hmm. the Yankees and the Red Sox pay more in taxes than half the teams in the league. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, hypothetically, I'll just use a simple number for people's listening. I'd say it's 100 is the max, and let's say 75 is the minimum. You have to be in that window. But if you want to spend to, let's say, 120, you pay, I don't know, Five cents on the first million, on the first five million, ten cents on. It still gives you a certain window where the teams, like the Rangers, the Flyers, the Canadians, the Leafs, the, the Hawks, the Kings, like you, everyone wants to see Nashville do well. Everyone wants to see these midwest. Like it's just they don't drive TV, they don't drive revenue, right? right? And right. by taxing some of those teams, you can help the Floridas of the world. You can help the Nashvilles. You can help the Arizonas. You can help some of those teams that are struggling. But you, you know, some years you have those teams that aren't expected to do well, do well. But it should be, you know, if teams are willing to spend a tad more and pay a price and help the league, they have to find a. I think they have to find a way to kind of help drive the bus a little because it's unfortunate yeah. to have a team like Philadelphia not pass the first round in, in so long. Teams like the Canadians, yeah. besides last, the Leafs right. never in there. It's it's hard and it's hard on the financial aspect of the game as well for the owners. That's a great point. Yeah. 
All my points are great, Pete. I, I, you know, I don't know how I didn't know that. I, yeah. I should have learned that over these many years yeah, of knowing sure. you. And I texted you before. Make sure you say my points are great. <laughs> Always exactly. good. Yeah, you would talk about Giroud, though. You know, um, we were talking about this before. You know, G's 34 years old, and you look at – when teams win, their core group of guys is, you know, but you're generally between what, 23 and 28, and they got like a chunk of them, right? You know, yeah. and, and they grow together. You look at all the teams that have ever won. Um, and, you know, G's kind of standing on his own island as this 35 year old veteran that's 34 is still leading the, leading the charge here, but not really having that supporting cast around him. We, we were talking with Bush um, earlier, and, um, you know, and Bush is, you know, th- kind of thinks the way we, we're thinking now. It's almost time, like, gee, you know, like, gee, go, go and win somewhere. You know, you've Try deserved it. it. You've poured in your, 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 your blood, sweat, and tears here in Philly. But I think the time is to move on. Try and get what you can in return for him and, 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 just, and just move on. Let him go win uh, or try to win and, 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 again, try and get something of value in return. I'm not sure what that looks like. but Well, uh, the other thing with that is, is Stalker and Riles, we talked about this. G, like, so if you're going to trade him, everyone knows you're trading him to get as much as you can. Yeah. I guess it, go, it could work either way, but, like, teams aren't really wanting to help the Flyers, but getting a player like G on your team, well, I guess yeah. it will. But... Uh, yeah. The teams are the problem is with him, and 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 it's amazing a testament to his career. He's you know he's thirty four. He's been playing that long, but the game's changed so much during those you know fourteen fifteen years that he's been playing. It's way faster. Mm-hmm. It, it's a completely different game from you know fifteen years ago. He is probably one of the best half what probably top five in the league halfway on the power play guys in the league. Yeah, you know, but but is he willing to understand? Is he willing to do what Jason Spezza? Is done, or right. a Joe Thornton, and understand that you're not a top tier guy anymore. Mm-hmm. For for you, for our team to be successful, you have to be a complimentary player. You have to be, you know, you're going to get your power play time. We're, we're going to need you here, but you're not going to be like if he goes to a Carolina. Yeah. He's not playing ahead. Oh, you know, like he's going to no. be playing. Right, like there's there's yep. every team that he goes to. I think he's going to find himself a little bit depth lower on the depth chart. If he, you know is willing to accept that, I think there's a ton of teams that would take him. Yeah, 100%. You know, I agree. A ton of teams that would take him. Mm-hmm. And he can make any team come playoff run. You know, you don't want to take a penalty against this team because he might not be on the first power play, hypothetically. Yeah. But you got – anytime he's out there, he can make something happen. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's it will be interesting to see it. But the Flyers got to jump on – jump. I, I think they have to do something. I know we still got time till what is March 21? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. shutting down a little, but you, you you have to start thinking that way. Yeah, yeah. And Stalker, to to your point, if you add a player like him, like I get it, he's thirty four, but he's in tremendous shape. Like he's yeah. not yep. in shape of a thirty four year old man. I know he's thirty four. Consistent performer. He's a consistent performer. You yeah. add him, and like you said, he's probably any of these teams that add him, he's not going to be the first line guy. Yeah. But even throwing him on the second line. Like that's a pretty good one-two punch. Whoever your first line oh, punch sure. is, and if if right. you've even got a one-two punch already, if you have to play him a little lower, obviously he's going to get his power play time. Like you said, I, I don't see how you don't do it yeah. if you're a team contending. Well, it's similar to when the Carts and Richie go to L.A. and win a Stanley Cup. They're not going there, and they're like the, you know the one-two. They're you know yeah. two-three. You know you could argue maybe maybe even somewhere lower in there because they had a, their their core guys already in place with Kopitar and Dustin yeah. Brown and whoever else they had there at the time, but. 
um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. You know, G, yeah, he, he's, he's the highest end player on the Flyers because they don't have a whole lot there to, uh, to, to compete with him, um, even though he's consistently getting points. But, yeah, he needs to go somewhere, somewhere else, in my opinion, and, and, and att- attempt to get at a Stanley Cup and, and then be okay with that, that, that slotting of you know, second and third um, line or wherever he fits in because I think G's attitude is good enough, man. He's a team right. guy. I mean, you, right. know, you play this game to win, right? I mean, again, you've poured everything into the Flyers organization. Like, there's nothing wrong with going somewhere else and, and, and trying to hoist, hoist that cup. You said something right there that, it's, for me, it's something that's always, ever since they got rid of Carter and Richards, you know, ever since they, they got rid of Carter and Richards, they go to Stanley Cup Finals one year. Yeah. For, you know, there are reasons to make decisions. They did it, but I don't think they, they haven't really had the same identity. Almost. Right. And they've been trying to, they've been chasing that identity. They've been chasing that identity ever kind of since. And it just kind of, you talk about guys that for teams to be successful, they come up through the organization. They come up as a core. Yeah. Um, and they've been kind of chasing it kind of ever, ever since. So anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And then the other thing we want to bring up too, uh, Keith Yandel, 964 yeah. games tied for the Ironman record. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? It's insane, right? Well, there's been some like <laughs> – I can go a couple ways on this. Yeah, I, so, know, I, know, where, I know where your head's at. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I don't know. I've heard nothing but amazing things about Keith. Yes. So I've heard not, nothing but amazing things about Keith. I couldn't get through a week of playing hockey without having injuries. Yeah. So yeah. There's, <laughs> to be able to go through a season and then another season and then another season and then another season and then, and he's on defense. When guys are stepping over the blue line and teeing up slap shots at you guys and not, not just getting through practices are oh, hard man. sometimes. No kidding. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, congratulations on an amazing feat. So, yeah. again, I've heard nothing but amazing stories about this guy. Uh, I think I might have met him once or twice, but it just uh, I don't even know what to say. To go, what is it? Twelve years now? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a long time, man. <laughs> Without a hard bruise, without even <laughs> or the flu. Yeah, I, I mean, know, right? He's avoiding COVID for crying. He's out walking yeah, around yeah, in a space outfit. Eh? Yeah. He's got his got the bubble wrap, the bubble wrap, and wrap and and has suit. <laughs> yeah, but didn't they sit him out in Florida for a game? No, they were going to. We were talking about this, and uh, they almost had a Rudy moment where the guys went in and told Q, "You know, you're not sitting yeah, him. He's playing." That's how good of a locker room guy he is, too. Right, you know, like, right. and it, it was a, I think it was a really good move bringing him here um, for Hazy, too, which yeah. we talked about, you know, like having basically family. They're so close uh, after a tough summer and the tragedy. And then poor Hazy's had three surgeries this year. Just wow. nothing's uh, bouncing the Flyboy's way. Um, that's for sure. But yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he survived 900 games. So yeah, kudos on him. It's amazing. You know what's going to be hilarious? He's going to play uh, tonight, you guys, right? Yeah. You guys are uh, Islanders. Islanders. Uh, he's going to get tonight's game in, and then tomorrow he's going to, on the way walking to the rink, he's going to break his ankle. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, get, he'll, get, he'll get COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he yeah, twists yeah. his ankle today, he's taping that baby up and getting on the ice. Yeah. And then, oh, oh. One shift. Well, he is one shift. I was watching the in, in the NFL. It was the last game of the season where a lot of teams that were in were were resting players, and I want to say it was the Green Bay Packers. Uh, their their center, and I I'm not going to know his name, but I want to say it was Green Bay Packers. And he they were he went in. He has a streak going, so he did the opening snap, 
and that was it. Oh, and then yeah. they rested him. So that's how cool. That's cool. You know, yeah. Or also, I don't know. If also, you guys saw Gronkowski where he needed so many catches to. Uh, I saw to that bonus, right? That was. Cool. I love that team stuff. Yeah, I love yeah, that team. He, stuff. he went over you to know? TB and said, "Hey, I need one more." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you do? Yeah. All right." He gets him one. Yeah, one for the mill. Yeah, I can't remember how much it was, but mill, a million, a million wow. dollar bonus. Yeah, he's like. We got a mailie. <laughs> <laughs> that, shit, that shit's awesome, man. Yeah. Oh, what a mess. Oh. Are we seeing, is Tom Brady done? He's talking about it. You know, I saw the thing today. I, I can't imagine he's done, man. He's still good. Yeah, he's still, still a, a I mean, potentially shape. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's him or Rodgers, yep. depending on. It's funny how football is, is you know, Rodgers in football he kind of took three guys a curveball there's probably the real MVP or it's hard because he doesn't have the weapons or stuff like that but there's so much hate going his way oh right now God. it's I just know. it's crazy it's like baseball you got so many guys that are they revolutionized the game and Barry Bonds and Clemens and some of these been and Sosa and whatever they broke all the records McGuire. but yeah. McGuire but no no they took steroids the entire world was taking steroids <laughs> yeah, I was right, gonna say exactly. like, yeah. yeah, I'm so, sure there's a way that guys are getting through that. There's, you know, yeah. guys are using something. I'm not talking about a hog. I'm just saying in general. Yeah, there's got to be a secret way now. They always find ways to oh, do things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, stalker, you you got away with it for years. Oh, hi, everywhere. I yeah. That's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were actually, uh, we had this conversation all the time. I, I was thinking. So I was I was oblivious to to drugs just in general. I grew up near that I grew up. I didn't even know anything about weed. Didn't know anything about anything. Uh, there was a guy that I grew up that took the stuff called Agent Orange oh, or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. It was uh, ultimate so I'm orange. going back. I'm uh, Ultimate Orange. Yeah. Ultimate Orange, and that was kind of uh, the extent of what I knew about anything. And then when I played pro, I had never thought of any of that for a couple of years until. Probably my fourth year when I, I was, you know, I didn't really, my skill set was horrendous, but I worked out as much as I possibly could to keep me kind of in the game. Um, and we come in to do some of the testing. When I was in New York, I finished kind of towards the higher of part of the pack. Um, I don't want to tell you what team I was at, but there was, I went in and we had to do a test that had, well, black and gold, but he had to go in and do a, <laughs> a, 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 some tests where, you know, you have to do pick a number where you have to bench press uh, anywhere between five to ten, and they give you your one rep max. Okay. Oh, okay yeah. So, yeah, I'm the fourth line guy. Like, I'm the guy that's working out. I'm the guy that's you know that should be in better. We have a couple guys on our second line that are throwing up 305 pounds for ten pound ten times. Holy shit! And I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 This, 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 this is not right. Something is not right. That was the first time I ever really thought about it. And then I thought back in my career, but I can't really think. I took creatine twice was kind of the extent of what I, I took ever. But I think back, I don't think our games ever really had that side of the problem. I'm a Riles. If you think our games ever had, I think maybe two guys per team, maybe when I got out, maybe some sort of HGH, the Russians were bringing some stuff yeah, over yeah. or something like that. But I don't think our game, when you think of baseball, when you think of football, when you think of some of the other sports, you you look at pro hockey players today, they look like little, they look like 12-year-old boys right now, the way they're so yeah, tiny. Yeah. So, so, so lean. lean. Yeah. So look like lean. Riggs. 
Look like me, yeah, know. you know. The yoga. How yeah. is the yoga coming along? Oh, that's great. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's a saving grace. Yeah, three, three, four times a, a week practice, and then I'm teaching two, three times a week in the heat. So, yeah, man, great for the great for the mind more than the body. Clean your honestly. Clean, clean yeah, your yeah, move the energy, <laughs> move the energy there, stalker. You know, <laughs> I thought I, I thought that was Sundays with the mushrooms. I thought that was, that <laughs> well, that was where it rejuvenated the yeah. mind and soul, yeah, uh, and body. <laughs> but, but you're going back to what you're saying. You know, like in the steroid world, I guess there's different types of steroids for different types of you know uh, outcomes, right? I mean, you got this testosterone, right. which a lot of those guys were doing, beefing them up, and, and probably stacking that with the HGH, and then. Then you got the world of like, you know, the winstrols are more like, uh, you know, le- more of a, a leaning steroid, right? Making you a little bit more, um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, for cutting, for more efficiency and for endurance and stuff like that, too. But I don't think it's ever been a huge problem in the NHL. I think guys maybe have dabbled here and there. I think you could probably argue in the 80s and 90s, maybe like the methamphetamines might have been even a more bigger problem than, than steroids yeah. or ever in, in the NHL. But um, I think, you know, for the most part, uh, the hockey seems to be somewhat of a clean sport, especially since we've eliminated that, that old school jungle of uh, – all, yeah. all the meatheads coming, yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. That coming was the only, our only group that probably would have been, right. you know, in that. Because it's kind of like, A, uppers to get excited, downers after yeah. you just got destroyed. And yeah. how you get her, like, there was, you did see that. But besides that, I'm pretty proud of our sport that we yeah, kind of. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. Sidetracked. Side no, track. no, it's good. It's all good, good insights. So. Well, I think we, uh, we, we covered everything we need to there, Stalker. We appreciate you. We appreciate you hopping on and. I carried you guys. I don't want to fuck you. You do. Hey, check out uh, what, what's going on with Stock Talk, buddy. I've seen the. Um, I see the merch. So we're, Love thanks, it. Thanks, buddy. We're, we're starting back up, and I'm, it's been so many crazy things from. Uh, we're going to do some side by side, but in Canada, we can't do anything anymore, right? We yeah. can't. We're, we're, yeah, so it's kind of slowed down. And then I'm also working the Olympics. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Really cool. I, when, yeah. when I heard Olympics in your name, I'm like. He's he's playing. Yeah. He's coming back because I see you know I follow you on everything. I see you working out. I know you're a machine. I don't know as big as you are now. You do like we said the rock. People confuse him. Like I don't know if you're getting through that testing for the Olympics, man. It's way it's way harder. But I thought you were playing. I didn't realize you were going over. I'm kidding. But that's awesome. Have you seen? Have you seen though? Like the teams that have been put out. Like it's. There's a chance, Riles, that you and the three of us actually <laughs> have seen, <laughs> yeah. seen D Nasty skate a couple of times. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe the third line D, we might have a chance of cracking it. Like, I think the big name is Eric Stahl. Yeah, you know? yeah like, I know, right? For Canada. True. For Canada. Stahl's, he was yeah. playing men's league earlier this year. Actually, you guys probably can't go play men's league, can you? Because yeah. there's such a lockdown. A lockdown yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got to get out of I got to get out of the house, but he's going to go get yeah. locked down. Over there, so yeah, yeah. So we have some cool stuff coming up. I obviously did uh, Paul Bissonnette, who's with some great stuff on TV. Um, we got uh, Sophia Yurskovich coming up, who does you know, women in sports. Yeah, speaking of women in sports, first lady referee coming up. I did something with uh, uh Corey Hirsch, uh, mental health, and yeah. his story is pretty amazing. Oh, so, yeah, a bunch of things we're gonna tee up and, and, and put out. Yeah, Hershey's story is absolutely amazing. He's doing a lot of that stuff himself on kind of the mindset of a lot of things that people go through. And and just so many of those conversations were taboo so many years ago when we were all younger, right? Now right. it's kind of everything. It's great for our kids because they can talk about anything. 
Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And that's that's kind of great. So they're all anyway. So that's cool. stuff, and it's coming out soon, and I'm excited about it. And thanks for having me on this one, guys. Yeah, you got it, brother. We appreciate, appreciate your time. I know you're busy, brother. I- all right, boys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.